Sorry, let's fill it up and down and get it down. I asked Brendan this morning, I said, you know, if I were to use the, the word funk, with it, is that an okay word? Because this past week I absolutely funk after what happened up there in the Arcana. And one of the folks he had said, said to me that he had four people he directly knew who were killed there. It hits home, some of us closer to home than others, but still, for something to happen like that in the state we live and love, it's a tough thing to go through. I know exactly, and I drive by almost every Saturday, that bowling alley where it took place. I don't know where the bar was, um, but I do know where that bowling alley is. And it just put me into a real funk. Um, I didn't lose any sleep, but I, I wasn't myself for a few days as I was trying to figure out what to do. You know, as a Christian, you know, people say, oh, just pray, just pray. And as your priest, I pray. But I, I hope I don't have to tell you to pray. Because the first thing that should come through is naturally being Christians. First Thessalonians, try to say Thessalonians ten times real quick. <laughs> Especially if you're coming to judge us like that. First Thessalonians 5, 15 to 17. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Um, I was thinking this, this morning, uh, and I'll get to it in a, little, a few minutes. Father Bob, every time I talk to him, he counts his blessings before he counts his losses. And just think about that. Do you ever wake up in the morning and say, God, it's great to be alive. Or do you wake up in the morning and go, oh, no. You know, are you uh, great to be alive or are you an oh, no person? Keep a positive attitude. It'll make you go through that world into the next a lot more pleasant. Romans 12, 19. If you want to look these up fine, if you don't get a short one, this is that found on page 946 in the few Bibles. Romans 12, 19. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. When we get mad, we get upset about things, especially what happened up there in Lisbon area and Lewiston area. Sometimes the first thing we want to do is just jump out, take care of it. But we have to remember, vengeance and anger is his. I was driving up uh, yesterday morning to Edgecombe, uh, Boston stopped at auction. And um, again, I walked there for Brenda. They did, they did, I did, they, I'd like to go to an auction where they have cartoons and stuff like that. But instead, she got two very nice lamps with flowers on them. So it's not my last If I wrote a kick, one of my favorite uh, poems, uh, Rudyard Kipling was born in 1865, wrote this poem in uh, 1895. But I captured the first part of it, and the last part of it. The first time I heard it was in high school. And it just stuck with me ever since. I had an occasion I'll preach on today being one. If you can keep your head up when all about you are losing theirs and running it on you, 
shelf and all men doubt them. But make allowances for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired of waiting or being lied about, don't be alarmed. Or being hated, don't give way to hate. And yet don't, don't look too good nor talk too wise. That speaks to me because I have, I have very little patience. It's something that I, I'm reminded of almost daily by a certain person. If you can walk with crowds and keep your virtue, or walk with kings, nor lose the common touch, if neither foe nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but none too much, if you can fill the unforgiving minute with sixty seconds worth of distant run, yours is the earth and everything that is in it, and which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Wonderful, wonderful poem. Keep yourself right when the whole world is going crazy. What started off last week, I said I was going to preach on forgiveness this weekend, and I didn't know how much forgiveness I was going to be preaching about. I was thinking about the Middle East and all the problems over there and what's happened. For Those people just don't like each other, and they never have liked each other. And all the world has done over there is put a band-aid on it that holds it for a period of time, and then it explodes again. And the feeling I heard this, what I heard this morning on the <clears throat> commentary on the news is you've got to let Israel do what Israel needs to do and just take get rid of them. And I heard that I thought, how can we be on one hand probably so right and on the other hand so heartless? There are people, people, people created by God that are suffering. And everybody thinks they're right. Everybody blames the other one. It's messed up. But as Christians, we're called to pray. But I say pray slash action. Like in these killings, we hear, get rid of the guns. I don't know where you are on that. I don't, I, don't, I don't like guns personally, but I don't like the people who right to a certain degree to have firearms. But I think I'm going to look more into it and find out what kind of firearms you use in shootings mostly. And, you know, you have to do something. You just can't fall and say, well, Alice believes this, therefore Alice is my friend. I'm going to believe what Alice believes. You have to take actually some ownership to the way this world is headed. Yes, pray. Slash. Do something. Ephesians 4, 26, at, uh, page 978. In your anger, do no sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. Years ago, actually after I married Brenda, I, I don't go to bed angry. I don't go to bed with any misunderstandings. With any, I, I clear this up before I go to bed. Because if you go to bed angry, you're going to be there all night long go with a clean heart to bed. Do the best you can daily. And then when you say you're eating prayers or think you're eating prayers, say, God, I've done my best. If I need to do more, please let me know. But I've done my best. That's all we can do is our very best. You know, some of you believe there are actually ten commandments, but there actually is another commandment, the eleventh commandment. It's found on page 901, the 11th commandment, anyone 
John 13, 34. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to one love one another. And section 4, it's easy to love those people who look like us. It's easy to love those people we agree with. It's easy to love those, you know, some people. But it's hard to love the Norwegians, but we're called to love everybody. We don't have to necessarily like everybody, but we're called to love them. Some of them we have terrible disputes with, we don't agree on politics, religion, or whatever. But at the end of the day, we have to look in their eyes and say, I love you. As a human being, as God's creature, we must love everybody. And that's the problem with the Middle East. That's the problem with people who do things like this. Fellows in your name. The love is gone. You met my friend Father Bob, and occasionally I think once at a time I mentioned what he went to. Bob lived in Milnaka, and uh, his son, he had, I think, five kids. Bobby was the oldest. Bobby went hiking along the Appalachian Trails with his girlfriend, and Bobby got killed. His girlfriend got raped. She got killed. They called the fellows that did it. He went to court. And the judge called Bob after he was pronounced guilty and said, What do you want to punish me for him? And Bob said, That's not up to me. I forgive him. I don't know that I can do that. Bob's grandson. Was on his motorcycle with me. A few times we got called when they were out of town to go out and because his grandson would be high or something. He was going out one day, he came back, and his motorcycle took a turn around the back, and the woman hit him, and he died right there in the road. Bob forgave him. His son in law died. After losing his job, he couldn't afford his medication. He died. Bob forgave him the employer to let him go. Bob does, and I'll talk to him. The first thing he says, I'm blessed. I have so many things in this world. Counts his blessings before he counts his losses. I hope that you do that too. Think about how many blessings we've got in this life. Bob called me the other day and he talked to me two or three months. And he's just, I mean, God is getting, I should say this, he's getting near Amsterdam. He turns 90 years old on Tuesday. And the first thing he says to him, how blessed he is, how happy he is. And he goes through and he tells me about all the good things in his life. He's got a wife, no nice men. He's got a nice life. He's got a nice home. He drives an old raggedy car. But that's, he's just, he's, he's blessed. And I, I think that's a good way for us to live, counting our blessings rather than our losses. Matthew 6, 15. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. I pray that as you leave here today and as you go to bed every night, that you forgive anybody you think has ever been wrong. Forgive them. I in my life, when I was 12, 
10 times 18. And then at 26, I found that I her. But it took me being able to forgive that fellow for what he did, and he wasn't present, to realize that I was blessed and I, was, I came out. But it's one of the roughest things to come out. And at that age, you know, you really don't want to tell anybody what happened, because you're embarrassed. But I got over it, and God told me to move on. Kept me out of ministry for a number of years because I didn't think I was worthy. But when I was called to be a priest, nothing stopped me. Nothing stopped me. Matthew 18, 34 and 35. Real forgiveness. In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all of you. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother and sister from your heart. In other words, to say, I forgive you, is cheap. You have to actually work through it. Why do you forgive them? Why do you forgive? Because unless you forgive from your heart, God will treat you the same. Matthew 18, 21, the parable of the unmerciful servant. Then Peter Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times do I forgive my brother or sister who has sinned against me? Up to seven times? And Jesus said, seventy-seven times. You need to forgive. You need to move on. And I believe it's the only way you will move on is to be a forgiving person. A forgiving people. One of the prayers that's in the 79 prayer book but not in our 28-year book. It was written by St. Augustine as my favorite prayer. Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or read this night. And give your angels charge over all those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted, shield the joyous, and all for your love's sake. Amen.